For the last few days, Proverbs 30, verses 7 and 8, have been heavily on my mind. To the point that I believe I'm probably going to see where the Lord leads about preaching about that or doing further study. And for today's time together, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how in that particular proverb, the writer of it makes a declaration that I had not noticed before, but yet was always there. Welcome to the Fill the Well podcast. I am your host, Apostle Jennifer P. Harris, based out of St. Louis, Missouri. I thank you for spending time with me as we go through God's word, as we are reminded that new wine cannot go in old wineskins, and that we remember that sometimes along this journey, through this thing called faith, we need to stop and be replenished. And God's word, again, is the best fountain to be filled by. So I welcome you with the love of Jesus Christ through the grace of our Father as we begin this week once more and again to fill our wells. Sometimes there are scriptures that you read that you really don't have knowledge of. And what I mean is that you'll read through the text, you'll read through your, you'll read through the word, you'll do your devotional time. And sometimes you know how you listen, but you're not really listening or reading, but not really reading. You're trying to be, you know, a good Christian that day and get your Bible reading in and just hoping that your spirit man absorbs enough to keep you going for the day. Sometimes Proverbs is overlooked because we are so often, right, caught up in certain books, namely Proverbs 31. But yet in Proverbs 30, in my meditation and reading, in my own devotional time, I was floored by verses 7 through 9. And in reading from the, mes- from the message translation, it is dynamic in its brevity. Because literally, again, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the text in front of me. It says, and he prayed, he being, he being the believer. Because in this particular text, it talks about the contrast between the believer and the cynic. And the believer prayed, saying, asking, you know, God, these two things in his life that banish, that remove lies from my mouth and liars from my life. And when, again, uh, if I'm honest and you all know this, I read out of three translations. Again, that's not a biblical flex. <laughs> that's just kind of where I am right now in my, in my walk and in my study. I have the King James, I have the Amplified, and I have the message that I most, most often than not do my devotional reading out of. And when I read that, or rather when it was read to me, because again, I have the Bible app that reads to you. I strongly suggest every believer get a, get 
a Bible app on their phone, it, it when I tell you, it will bless you. It will truly, truly bless you. And when I read that, I went back and read it again. Because that's one of those scriptures that you, it's so quick that if you're not paying attention, it'll just go past you. And there have been scriptures that I have been fortunate enough to go back to and read and remember and study and meditate on. And this was one of those that I have, again, I've been walking with the Lord since I was 16. And again, in the, in the words of the brilliant Denzel Washington, you know, I didn't always stick with him, but he always stuck with me. And yet being familiar with this particular, with this particular book of the Bible, that particular scripture I had not noticed until recently, recently, like within the past two weeks, recently. And for that, and for that cause, as Paul said, I count, my, I count myself not apprehended. And too often us as believers, we get comfortable with the lies that we tell ourselves and are comfortable with the lies other people tell us. Now we know that scripture tells us that we are to try the spirit by the spirit to make sure that it is of God. And one of my favorite people to watch on social media is actually Pastor Philip Anthony Mitchell, who said that it is essential to read your word to come against false prophecy because the more truth you know, the quicker it is to discern and not accept the lie. Now remember the meditation, Proverbs 37 through 9. The Again, and he prayed, he being the believer, Remove liars from, remove lies from my mouth and liars from my life. That is powerful. That is powerful. It is powerful because if you remove liars from your life, do you understand how dynamic you will become? And now that I have a moment, let me, let me read it in your hearing. Matter of fact, it goes, it goes up again, Proverbs 30, starting at verse five. This is the message translation. The believer replied, every promise from, of God proves true. He protects everyone who runs to him for help. So don't second guess him. He might take you up. He might take you to task and show up your lies. Verse seven. And then he prayed, God, I am asking for two things before I die. Don't refuse me. Banish lies from my lips and liars from my presence. Give me enough food to live on, neither too much nor too little. If I'm too full, I might get independent, saying, who is saying God, who needs him? If I'm poor, I might steal and dishonor the name of God, of my God. Even reading it again is powerful because we have to understand that as believers, there is there are assignments over your life. There are things that God has designated you to have, to do, resources, things that he is going to impart to you, 
that your obedience is key to. And make no mistake, the enemy has people also assigned to these specific assignments and resources and regions to stop you from doing what you want, what you were supposed to do. And the most efficient way to stop, to stop believers is to lie to them. We see that throughout scripture. The most efficient way to immobilize the people of God, aside from unbelief, right? Aside from that, aside from strife even, the most efficient and, de and deadly way you stop believers is to lie to them. Have them lie to themselves. Because a lie don't care who tell it as long as it gets told. And in that particular text that we meditate on today, the believer asks the Lord, remove banished lies from my mouth and liars from my life. Don't let me lie to myself or other people. Don't let me be a stumbling block and lie to somebody else. And the thing, let me just bust your theology up a little bit. It is okay to search out, to search out truth. It is okay to want to go to seminary, Bible college and, and learn more about scripture. It is okay to do that. The Lord calls the scholar and the fisherman. They both are needed. But look at what he says. He says to banish. That's, that's stronger than just put out or leave. Which is why it's essential that you, that you as a believer in God, as you who strive to follow Christ daily, to seek his face, to read his word, to develop your relationship with him, it is imperative that you can discern what is truth and what is lie and what is error. Because sometimes even the best, even those of us who have walked so long with the Lord, sometimes we get it wrong. Unintentionally. And what do you do when you get it wrong unintentionally? You repent and you never make the same mistake again. You apologize to those whom that information may have hurt and you move on and you go and do better in God. And yet the thing that is most telling is just how powerful those scriptures are and liars from my life, y'all. That scripture is so powerful that that needs to be the, your, that needs to be an anchor scripture. that this believer in this particular text is so adamant on believing God and following God and honoring him that he says, don't even, don't let me lie to people and don't let me lie, don't let me lie to me. Now the first thing that we as believers can do sometimes when God tells us to do something is so that we can't do it. When God told you that you can. So rather than believe the truth of what God told you, you, you believe the lie that you told yourself. Ergo,
making yourself a small quasi-God. The God of the universe, who created the universe, not the universe, the God of the universe, told you that you can do something. And you say, I can. But God told you you could. So either you got to trust him or trust him that he will help you to do it. Or trust the lie you told yourself that says that, says that you can't, you won't, and you never will. But the one thing I also, the one thing I also want to pull out about that is you break a lie by, by truth. You break a lie by telling the truth. You render it inoperative. You rend, you deactivate it. We know the enemy, the enemy, the enemy of your soul, the adversary, Satan is the father of lies and there is no, and there is no good in him. None. He is the father of lies, the scripture says. So he, he will never tell you the truth or he will give you a lie dressed up with a grain of truth. Enough truth to make you doubt, enough truth to make you stop, enough truth to activate uh, other, other uh, wounds or traumas in your life. He will never give. He will never give you a word that will sustain you. Because there's nothing in him that sustains him other than lies. And this, in this particular, in this particular cluster of scriptures, the writer also says, move, again, in paraphrasing, move liars from my life. From my life. Again, in the message, banish lies from my lips and liars from my presence. Don't even let people who lie be around me. Now, that, now that's, that part right there is enough to make me shout. Don't even have people who lie around me because I have too many things I have to do. I'm reminded of Nehemiah when he was graced and charged and assigned the task of, rebuild, of rebuilding the, wall, the walls and gates of Jerusalem. And there were all these people who were trying to set him up, discourage him, get him off course, kill him, come on, and stop the work. And Nehemiah 4 and 20 says, 4 and 20 says nothing you were saying is happening. Nothing you were saying is happening. He had to confront what was the lies told about him by telling the truth. That nothing you were saying is happening. And again, this is why you as a believing person, as an anointed person, as someone who God has chosen for just such, for just such a time as this, you can't be embroiled in foolishness. Because, because again, if you don't, if you don't move if you don't ask the Lord this particular thing, because trust and believe. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for this. And that quick revelation that that's a prayer. Well, we know we know it's a prayer as far as that's what's recorded in the text to be that this is the believer praying. And yet, just like in John, I believe it's in John 17, where the Lord is praying. The all of John, I believe it's all John 17. It's, it's the Lord praying for his disciples and those of us who are coming.
It's either John 17 or 19. That's going to bother me. So I'm going to, I'm going to look that up later, but you have to understand that that's a prayer that you as a believer right now can pray. You can pray that right now. God banish lies from my lips and liars from my presence. Banish lies from my lips. Don't let me lie. And don't let liars around me. Now, right there again, right there is where I could shout. Because you're taking your own in the, in this small in this this small cluster of text again, we see the believer taking complete a complete charge over his over his life. Banish lies from my lips. My is a possess is a possessive pronoun. It it again, it invites and reminds of ownership. And then he goes on to say again. And to remove and move liars from my presence. Again, my Maya said twice there. So in my own in my own body, in my own life, in my own in the things that you've allowed me and charged me to do, don't let me lie or lie to other people. Let my yes be yes, let my no be no. Let me live a life that is in that is full of integrity and honor. And remove liars from my presence. Don't let anybody who lie around me. So I'm asking you, Lord, watch this now. So, Lord, I'm asking you to even check my circle. See that right there, right there, right there. I'm asking you, I'm asking you, oh, God, because you know all things. Hmm. And I trust in, in the relationship I have with you that if it's a liar in my circle that you that you remove. Now, I know it's real. It's real faddish now. For people, for people, for people to say, well, you know, I pray, you know, I pray that God remove, my, you know, uh, give me good friends. And I started losing them. No, that's that's the activation of Proverbs 30 right there. That's the activation of that particular scripture. You have to understand, beloved, when you pray this prayer, that prayer shifts. And it's meant to shift. Because when you get serious about what God has asked you to do, what he has shown you to do, this should this should be part of that part of that. Again, as I as I say, always part of that word level, part of that knowledge of scripture, part of that. Part of your prayer life that when you are unsure or feel that you're stuck, Lord. Banish lies from my mouth. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to repent. I'm going to say, I'm sorry. I'm going to go back and make it right as you give instruction and utterance to do. And I'm asking you, anybody in my, man, anybody in my squad or that might be in my squad, anybody who's trying to be in my DMs, come on now, let's just get free today. Anybody who's in my DMs, anybody, anybody who might be a liar. Who anybody who might be a liar, I need you to move them. <laughs> I need you to, I need you to move them. I need you to move them. No, no matter how badly I might want them, you move them. 
because there are too many things you have to do as a believer to, be, to get caught up in other, in other people's confusions because lies spread. Lies are a contagion. And truth is a bandage. It is medicine. It is balm. If you have a call in your life, you don't need, you, man, look, it used to be when people saw something about you, they would keep you from confusion. Like, hey, man, you don't need to be out here with us, man. You don't, don't you got homework to do? Man, go home. Now, right, when people see the anointed or the anointed are tired of being so, trust, it happens, that they drag them down with you because they have nothing else in them. But the power of the text is the ownership and the surrender at the same time. And for that, my dear brother and sister in Christ, I want you to take heart. I want you to remember that God is for you. And because he is for you, he will give you warning. And even in that, the Lord will show you if you ask him who is for you. Or even if you don't know, ask the Lord. We know scripture says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning is the beginning of wisdom. And we know that God delights to see his children do well. So if you already know that God is with you and God is for you, he doesn't want you to fail. Why, why not ask him? The God that sits high and looks low, he, he, he is completely for you too. And because he is for you, he will remove people who are not for you. You do understand people lie to you to get to either get something from you, hurt you, exploit you, or to take everything from you. Lies do not edify. And I know somebody have come by this way and say, well, you know, apostle, people just tell a little white lies. That, look, that's cap. <laughs> that's cap. And uh, Pastor Michael Todd did a whole uh, teaching on on his in his cuff series, and one of them was cuff to cap, cuff to cap, C A P, and how believers that need to stop doing that. That there's a way to tell people tell people things and still have it being have it be in love without you without you lying to them. But you have look that that is a prayer of integrity, surrender, and ownership. And I pray that you, dear listener, my dear brother and sister in Christ, who God has so much in store for, I pray that you hear his voice and a stranger you will not follow. God bless you. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I would like to give you that invitation now. You can do it wherever you are, no matter what time of day. God is always listening and always anxious to hear from his children. Repeat this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my life and make me new. I believe that you came, you died, and you rose and are coming again. 
I accept you as Lord of my life. Teach me how to follow you, listen to you, and love you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that simple prayer, I believe you got born again and welcome to the family of Christ. Get into a good Bible-based church. Find a version of the Bible by which you are most comfortable reading and begin with the book of John or the book of Luke as they are the easiest, they are the most easiest to read. I look forward to seeing you this time again. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Fill the Well podcast this week. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you were strengthened. I hope that you are reminded that God is still able and able to do all things. I look forward to speaking to you all next week. If you would be so inclined to sow a seed into this ministry, you may do so via PayPal. The PayPal is Apostle J. B. Harris at gmail.com. Again, that is A P O S T L E J as in Jack, B as in boy, H as in hot, A R R I S at gmail.com. Until next week, may your prayers be fruitful, may God ever smile on you, and may your well stay full.